Chip, you feeling wise? Uh, no. Well, you're gonna. Okay, I could, I, could, <laughs> I could do some wisdom today. Yeah, I think we all probably could. Absolutely. Day 168, Eric. Can you Here believe that? No. You can't believe it? I don't. Okay. I refuse. Okay. No, it's uh, awesome. I love this. Day 168. We're getting close to halfway. Yeah. Man, two weeks away. Halfway two weeks away. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, day 168. It's a lot uh, of Proverbs. As we're reading this, it's our church's week of prayer and fasting. Yeah, true. So um, I hope that's going well for everybody. I mean, yeah. it's, it's over, over this now point. for Hope you. It well for you. But by yeah. the time you're all hearing this, I'll be laying on yeah. a beach in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. So, right. so, so I hope that's going well for all and, of you too. And I will not be. Yeah, it's going to be great. All right. Okay. Proverbs 25 and 26. This is titled More Proverbs of Solomon. Mm-hmm. These are more Proverbs of Solomon collected by the advisors of King Hezekiah of Judah. It is God's privilege to conceal things and the king's privilege to discover them. No one can comprehend the height of heaven, the depth of the earth, or all that goes on in the king's mind. Remove the impurities from silver and the sterling will be ready for the silversmith. Remove the wicked from the king's court and his reign will be made secure by justice. Don't demand an audience with the king or push for a, pa- a place among the great. It's better to wait for an invitation to the head table than to be sent away in public disgrace. Just because you're seen, you've seen something, don't be in a hurry to go to court. For what will you do in the end if your neighbor deals you a shameful defeat? When arguing with your neighbors, don't betray another person's secret. Others may accuse you of gossip and you will never regain your good ep- reputation. Timely advice is lovely. Like golden apples in a silver basket. Sounds good. Mm -hmm. To one who listens, valid valid criticism is like a gold earring or other gold jewelry. Trustworthy messengers refresh like snow in summer. They revive the spirit of their employer. A person who promises a gift but doesn't give it is like clouds and wind that bring no rain. Patience can persuade a prince. Soft speech can break bones. Do you like honey? Yeah. Yeah. Don't eat too much or it'll make you sick. Okay. That's good advice. <laughs> Thank a great you. Great proverb. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> I'll cut back on the honey. Don't visit your neighbors too often <laughs> or you'll wear out your welcome. Telling <laughs> lies about others is as harmful as hitting uh, them with an axe, right. wounding them with a sword, or shooting them with a sharp arrow. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Putting confidence in an unreliable person in times of trouble is like chewing with a broken tooth or walking on a lame foot. Singing cheerful songs to a person with a heavy heart is like taking someone's coat in cold weather or pouring vinegar in a wound. Yeah. Yeah. If your enemies are hungry, give them food to eat. If they're thirsty, give them water to drink. You'll heap burning coals of shame on their heads, and the Lord will will reward you. As surely as a north wind rains, so a gossiping tongue causes anger. It's better to live alone in the corner of an attic than with a quarrelsome wife in a lovely home. Good news from far away is like cold water to the thirsty. If the godly give in to the wicked, it's like polluting a fountain or muddying a spring. It's not good to eat too much honey, Chip. Darn it. Okay. Listen, it's not good to eat too much honey, mm-hmm. and it's not good to seek honors for yourself. Okay, I'll try not. Yeah. A person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. Proverbs 26. Honor is no more associated with fools than snow with summer or rain with harvest. Like a fluttering sparrow or a darting swallow, an undeserved curse will not land on its intended victim. Guide a horse with a whip, a donkey with a bridle, and a fool with a rod to his back. Yeah, don't answer the foolish arguments of fools or you'll become as foolish as they are. 
be sure to answer the foolish arguments of fools. Okay. Or they will become wise in their own estimation. Yeah, so they're both Figure true. Yeah. Figure it out. Trusting a fool to convey a message is like cutting off one's feet or drinking poison. A proverb in the mouth of a fool is as useless as a paralyzed leg. Honoring a fool is as foolish as a stone to a slingshot. A proverb in the mouth of a fool is like a thorny branch brandished by a drunk. An employer who hires a fool or a bystander is like an archer who shoots at random. As a dog vom- returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his foolishness. There is more hope for fools than for people who think they're wise. The lazy person claims there's a lion on the road. Yes, I'm sure there's a lion out there. Yeah, run. As a door swings back and forth on its hinges, so the lazy person turns over in bed. Lazy people take food in their hand, but don't even lift it to their mouth. Lazy people consider themselves smarter than seven wise counselors. Interfering in someone else's argument is as foolish as yanking a dog's ears. Yeah. Uh, Just as damaging as a madman shooting a deadly weapon is someone who lies to a friend and then says, I was only joking. Fire goes Fire goes out without wood, and quarrels disappear when gossip stops. A quarrelsome person starts fights and easy, as easily as hot embers light charcoal or fire lights wood. Rumors are dainty morsels that sink deep into one's heart. Smooth words may hide a wicked heart, just as pretty glaze clover, covers a clay pot. People may cover their hatred with pleasant words, but they're deceiving you. They pretend to be kind, but they don't be- but don't believe them. Their hearts are full of many evils, while their hatred may be concealed by trickery. Their wrongdoing will be exposed in public. If you set a trap for others, you'll get caught in it yourself. If you roll a boulder down on others, it's going to crush you instead. A lying tongue hates its victims, and flattering words cause ruin. Okay, hey, a lot of proverbs there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really worried about my honey intake at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I used to eat a lot of honey, but not so much anymore. Yeah, I do eat a but, lot of honey. Yeah, you better cut back. Apparently, these, it'll these make me words sick. Are not for you. These yeah. are not for me. These words are for you. Yeah, but it just feels better to point my finger at you and tell you to do it. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah. There's a definitely a verse about that. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Yeah, proverb in the mouth of a fool. Hey. Yeah. So what? Okay. Again, Proverbs, and a lot of so what's here. Let me talk about um, verse 20, singing, 2520, singing cheerful songs to a person with a heavy heart is like taking someone's coat in cold weather or mm. pouring vinegar mm-hmm. in a wound. I like vinegar, but I don't like it in a wound. No, not it so much. It's very painful. Yeah. And I don't wear coats, so. Well, uh, as a person who wears coats. Yeah. Uh, I li- they're they're good to have in the winter. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. don't speaking take it. my experience. I'm for not going to take it. Thank yeah, you. I appreciate that. All right. So singing cheerful songs to a person with a heavy heart. So is there what they're saying is that it, for the most part is is not a good thing. It's not helpful. It could be hurtful. And so um, uh, I get this. So I think you know back in the day. So I've gained some wisdom. Since I was younger, I felt like I had to cheer everybody up. Mm-hmm. I had to be that person that if they were sad, I had to make them happy. You know, if they, you know, lost someone, I had to take away the pain. And I just had to come and solve the problems. And then so for me, you know, I get bl- I, more back in the day, um, I get blamed for being just overly uh, enthusiastic, way too positive, not realistic. And so some of that was the idea that I wanted to, 
make people happy and not be sad anymore and and just kind of come in and it's okay and God's in control. And then I got all preachy, like, oh, you can trust the Lord and he's going to get you through this mm-hmm. and and you don't have enough faith and you just got to read your Bible more. And so I got into that whole routine and that wasn't good. That didn't help either. So, um, so I think just embracing reality and authentic Christianity, which we're talking through currently, I think acknowledges the fact that people are having crappy days, right? very difficult times. Yeah. And to come, come and not acknowledge that, you know, so, so what got me out of that was a verse that says to weep with those who weep mm-hmm. and rejoice with those who rejoice. It's in the book of Romans, I believe, in chapter 12. And so I, I try to think through that. So when someone's weeping, I try <coughs> to weep with them and to acknowledge this stinks, this is terrible. Um, uh, I, I, uh, I, I might not fully understand, but I know where you're at and allowing them just to express that grief, express that sorrow and not trying to fix the world's problems or their problems by being preachy or saying things without acknowledging their hurt and what they're going through. Right. And um, uh, there used to be a phrase that I use. I don't use it anymore because it doesn't help. It's telling someone, well, you just got to you just got to figure out your new normal. Mm. You know, and I, I get where that comes from and where it came from with me, but it's just not helpful. You know, and it's 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 putting a cheerful song kind of on a heavy heart. It's not embracing. It's not weeping with them and embracing her. So listen to people. So I guess the takeaway, all that said, listen to people. Let them talk. Let them grieve. You don't want them to stay there, but there is a time where it's okay to let them go through that and express mm-hmm. their emotions. So because yeah. I learned, I learned that the Absolutely. hard way. So. Well, God intelligently designed us, you know, and he designed us to grieve so much so that we're able to establish patterns of grief and everything else. And I think interrupting that process is not good. Not helpful. You know, it's not. It's taking your cut. So it's, it's, it's like constantly, this is gross, but it's like constantly pulling a scab off, right? Yeah. You know, where sure. that thing's never going to heal. And when it does, you're going to have deep scars, mm-hmm. you know, because you keep pulling at it. So Yeah. Yeah. Try to force healing. Hey, so where's Jesus in this? Don't demand an audience with the king or push for a place among the great. It's better to wait for an invitation to the head table than to be sent away in public disgrace. Jump forward to Luke 14, verse 7. When Jesus noticed that all who had come to the dinner were trying to sit in the seats of honor near the head of the table, he gave them this advice. When you're invited to a wedding feast, don't sit in the seat of honor. What if someone who is more distinguished than you has also been invited? The host will come and say, give this person your seat, and then you will be embarrassed, and you will have to take whatever seat is left at the foot of the table. Instead, take the lowest place at the foot of the table, and then when the host sees you, he'll come and say, friend, we have a better place for you, and you'll be honored in front of all the other guests. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Mm. And so what Jesus is, he's talking about the kingdom of God always. His parables are always about the kingdom of God, not just life advice, mm-hmm. but about this new invisible kingdom that we're living in. He's saying, take the place of humility and you may experience honor. But if you constantly try to put yourself out there to be honored, mm. you're going to get humbled. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and in the kingdom of God, those who are most humble, those who are consider themselves the least, those who put themselves in a place of humility will ultimately be honored by God. Mm-hmm. And so we seek out ways to be humble, to wash each other's feet, to always put others first, to love others um, the way that we love ourselves, so above and beyond. 
And so, yeah, so that's where I see Jesus in this. He plays off this proverb, um, you know, that honestly doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, you know, just flat reading. It makes perfect sense when you dive into a little bit. But we don't seek an audience among the king or push for, you know, so we don't wait for an invitation to the head table. We just don't live in that kind of society. But when Christ breaks it down for us in terms of the kingdom of God, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, and so. even Philippians uh, 2, right. I believe, right? Yeah. Humble yeah. himself. Yeah, yeah, right. Philippians 2, the kerygma, where, you know, though he was equal with God, yeah. he thought it not robbery mm. to lay aside his godhood for, you know, to become a man. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, very cool. Good stuff. All right. Okay. Hey, guys, we know you have a busy day. Yeah. Uh, thank you for joining us today, and um, we're very proud of you. Way to go. Yeah, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay.